0: everyone, and welcome to episode forty-eight of the All In Football Fantasy Premier League Show podcast. I am your host, the self-proclaimed FPL guru, Alex Rex, and joining me today alongside Barry Stokes is top of the All In Football Fantasy Premier League league. It's Dan Clark. Dan, how are you?
1: Good, thanks, Al. Hi, Barry. How are you guys?
0: I'm good. Baz, you must. Are you? How are you feeling after? Your legend Gareth Bale. I'm in
2: mourning. Yeah, I'm in mourning about Gareth Bale. He <laughs> was one. It's one of them. But we'll, we'll, we'll touch upon that in, uh, later on. So yeah, no, yeah. we will. We will. They will get I'm to good, that. I'm good. Thanks, Dan. Cheers. <laughs> um, well, happy New
0: Year to everybody. First podcast of 2023, and um, uh, first podcast 2023. And Scott couldn't even be bothered showing up. So shout out to you, Scott. If you do end up listening to this, um, I... I, I I wanted to start off the year with a few really nice statistics and just say thank you to all of the listeners and the viewers. We, uh, we did 500 downloads in the last six months of last year, and that's nearly 1,500 all time. Um, so thank you all so much for being bothered to listen to me ramble on about fantasy football every week. I, uh, I really appreciate that and your support. And uh, we've had uh, 18 subscribers on YouTube now, and that keeps going up. But we've had over 1,000 views. So don't forget to like the video. And subscribe to the channel and also do the same on all of our social media platforms on Football P- Pod, on Football P, a P- a- on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Right. I've got some league admin to do first, boys and girls. And uh, oh, there, he is, there he is, top of the league. But whatever, Dan, we'll get to you in a minute. It's, all right, stop stop hogging the limelight. Uh, Manager of the week for game week 17 was uh, Richard Kirk with 108 points with uh, Life of Brian. Well, I mean, what a, a, a ridiculous game week. 108 points. He knew about Luke Shaw before everyone else. Salah, Rashford, Haaland, etc. And game week 18 was Lewis Evans, which I will go back to. Well done, Al. Well done with your tech straight away. Lewis FC, Lewis Evans with uh, 75 points here. Um, Van Dijk injured and Ivan Toney also injured. Uh, also, manager of the month, racing through these things. For December, Lewis Evans, well done to Lewis, 182 points, just edging out Neil Wad with 167, equal with Richard Kirk. But it was only two game weeks in the in this uh, in this game week. And who's this in fourth? Is this Barry Stokes? You had a good couple of game weeks. Just miss
1: out. Good, good. looking at the meteoric rise of uh, seventh place. there.
0: now, oh, well. We can talk about me as much as you like. I've now gone up to <laughs> 2 point something million in the world from, uh, I was actually at a low of 7.5 million. That was, uh, and it wasn't just a low in FPL, that felt like a life low for me. <laughs> not like, it was funny. I was, I was sat in the office and everyone was like, Alex, why are you like 17th in our work league? You're normally like right near the top. And he said, are, they, are you not trying this year? And I was like, yeah, what? You
1: claim <laughs> that this whole pod is like some sort of social experiment.
0: I mean, <laughs> yeah. do you know what? It is. Uh, but the, the thing is, for me, I was like, sorry, everybody. I, I'm genuinely trying really hard. <laughs> and it's just not working out for me this year very well. Um, but game week 19 still has one game week left uh, to, uh, to go in it. And uh, that game week, is, uh, that game is, sorry, Fulham against Chelsea, which is going to happen on Thursday. We're recording on Wednesday prior to the... Uh, right to the semi, uh, the second set of quarterfinals of the Carabao Cup, which will obviously quite heavily affect what's going to go and happen with fixtures moving forward. We'll get to that in a bit. The man who's going to be manager of the week, barring some sort of ridiculous returns for uh, Andreas Pereira or Kukurea, is Dan Clark. And Dan, this week, you played your bench boost. So... I wanted to touch base with you, and you've smashed it, by the way, for everyone who is listening on the, on, on the podcast. Ramsdale was six, Somerville four, Castagne with one and Nonto with nine. How's your, how, how have you approached this season, Dan? And then I uh, just want to get your overview on on, on on FPL this year. Over to you. How are you doing it? How are you winning the league?
1: Um, I was joking with, with Baz last night. I said, I think it's more by luck than design, which might be the name of my team next season. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> I think for this, this last week, when I was kind of looking at, at people at the differentials and got so team after this World Cup break, was everybody's brought in the same players. Everyone's kicked the same players. So the, the typical sort of chip strategy and the reason I played my bench boost is I think the classic strategy of playing chips to chase upsides is wrong. I use chips to minimise the downside, okay. and that's what I did last week by playing my bench boost. Because for a double game week like this, the classic strategy is bring in Chelsea and Fulham assets for a double game week. Remove Newcastle and Arsenal assets because they play each other; they're going to take points off each other. And I'd say that's kind of madness because Chelsea are a mess. So why would you want Kukurela or Kepa in for two games when Chelsea are in woeful form? Um, I wouldn't touch Chelsea assets with a 10-foot clown pole at the moment, or (laughs) Fulham, um, which of those assets, other than perhaps Mitrovic, would you want for two games? Um, I'd say none. So why chase these unfavourable assets for an upside that you otherwise wouldn't want for a single game week when the assets you already have are actually the ones you really want to keep, like the Arsenal and Newcastle ones, but you've just been forced to move them out to get on assets you don't really want for a double game week? and that could cost you a minus four to move them out, another minus four to move them back in, and then you lose any money you've made by holding on to the original assets, like Martinelli, for example. Um, And you'd have to commit to all of that penalty cost up front to allow you to chase an unlikely upside with Fulham and Chelsea assets in a double game week where there's no guarantee they'll do anything. So the only guarantee you give for yourself is wasting game points on burning transfers um, over a couple of weeks and losing money on your overall team value. Um, like I'd have lost 0.4 million if I'd have taken out Martinelli and bought him back in. And when I play my second wildcard, that 0.4 million actually goes quite a long way. So I, I, I decided I wanted to keep all my Arsenal and Newcastle assets because I didn't want to spend the points on the transfer. Um you know, my, avoiding a minus four is as good as getting an additional minus, uh, plus four chasing the upside. And I didn't want to lose money. I um, wanted to benefit from keeping it. So the natural thing was to use the bench boost to avoid having those penalties up front and not following that conventional strategy. So bringing all 14 players into plays in the bench boost, it, it offsets, offsets any sort of potential downside that you might have from six players playing against each other and, and if it ends up as a nil-nil, then I, I was I had four clean sheets and a load of bonus points um, to offset, you know, any likelihood. If it had been a one-all draw, then, all right, I'd have got a relatively poor return from my six Arsenal-Newcastle assets, but my bench boost would have made up for it. And I'd have still kept the money in my team. I still wouldn't have burnt points. And to me, that's that's minimising the downside. So... I think you know by doing something different, by employing a different chip strategy to everyone else, you're automatically, by definition, chasing a differential there.
0: It's an interesting it's it's an interesting concept to use the chips defensively rather than offensively. In that sense, because and I I I, I also think it's difficult with the bench boost because sort of last season it was relatively obvious when the bench boost was going to be used by everybody. It was like game week thirty six and. Everyone had a double game week that week, so everyone was just going to use the bench boost. And it, it, I th- it, it's a, it's a really, it's a, it's a fine balance because I think you're kind of going off the thought process that the chips are kind of overrated. With that, Because yeah,
1: people see them as this thing to give you a massive points boost. But you, why not use them as something to avoid having a lousy week? Yeah, yeah. I, when I used my free hit in in. I think it was game week eight. In the same way, I minimized the downside because I, I look back and I had injuries to premium players in Rice and Salah, and I think there were six teams that week that were on a blank game week.
0: Yeah, so the Queen um, passing, yeah, they were gansum yeah, games. I didn't,
1: I didn't want to, I didn't want to burn points because I was planning on using my wild card the following week, so I wanted to keep those finances in place. Didn't want to have a minus four. Um, so the free hit allowed me to keep the money, not burn points. And
0: avoid players blanking. You see, I and I and I had a similar thought process, but I just straight wildcarded instead. I was going to wild card the week after, brought my wild card a week earlier instead of using the free hit. But then what that did was it meant that I was then chasing a couple of transfers further down the line because I had to then, yeah, I, I basically did a wild card and had nobody on my bench playing. Yeah. Um so the the only thing about the free hit moving forward is the is the impending blank game weeks, but at the same time, Last year was probably as bad as it got. I think there was only four matches in the FA Cup quarter final game week. Whereas this week, there's already two guaranteed. And it seems like there's any I think the, the, the likelihood is there's probably going to be six or seven of them looking at those fixtures. But it's just interesting to get your take because I, I really... It, it was a different move. When I saw you played your bench boost, I thought, crikey, he's gone for it. He must be a Leeds fan. Somerville and Nonto. <laughs> it's like...
1: They're playing, they're cheap. You know, it seemed like a, just a... Just a shout, really, to get on them early.
0: I bet you felt amazing when they did a goal and an assist. One of them, Somerville assisted Nonto at the beginning of the game, and you were like, I'm a genius, I've done it. <laughs> But it, I was it, just it, so glad it,
1: I played my bench boost; otherwise, I'd be absolutely cursing that I hadn't.
0: Yeah, true. I mean, a, a twenty-point return a bench boost is phenomenal. Really, that's exactly what everyone really hopes for. Um, and then also, I, I, I like the the thought process that you've had with the Trippier, Saliba, and, and Ramsdale, and all playing each other. And you basically had five players playing each other in that week. And you, well, you, you, and Pope, sorry, six players playing each other, Pope as well. So you then have the um, you've got. Your team, your, You had two, two teams playing each other where you assumed it would be a tight game and, and you got the nil-nil, which is amazing. And then also what you've got here is, as a team structure, three players from Arsenal, top of the league. Three players from City, second in the league. Three players from Newcastle, third in the league. Two from Man United, fourth in the league. And then you've got Spurs, Kane, banging them in, fifth in the league. And then you've uh, you know you've stuck by stuck by your guns, got a couple of leads players and as you cheap ones. But you, what you've done is not overthought it. When I've looked at your team, you've gone, well, who are the teams that are doing really well? I'll get three of each of them. That's it.
1: That, that, that's everything I've done all season. Yeah, yeah
0: exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but but, that, but it's not it's not rocket science in that sense, and I do I do agree. I think a lot of people um, uh, do overthink it. But thanks for that, Dan. You're right. We did need four or five minutes rather than three, uh, but you know, still, I enjoyed it. It was good. Um, I wanted to have a quick look at our mini league, and uh, I did a bit of mini league analysis. Um, so, uh, if that drop down can go, oh, I had this all saved, and then all these pop ups start appearing after I'd already <laughs> already already got rid of them all. Um, but I went on uh, PremierFantasyTools.com, and I like PremierFantasyTools.com because it doesn't make you put in anything anything other than an email address. And you get to do some great analysis of the mini league. So if we have a look at our chips so far, we've seen that uh, Dan, top of the league, um, has used his free hit, but still has his triple captain available. Uh, and then wildcard two, uh, Sunday Unjan, used his, infamously uh, used his triple captain already, second in the league with a, a wildcard and a free hit left. But the majority of us have a wildcard free hit, triple captain and a bench boost. I think um we're going to have a quick look at the fixtures moving forward and uh, and see what we see what we think is the best place to use it so if i'm going to have to again really annoyingly go onto twitter and i really wanted to have a look at ben Preland's um uh, planner but here i am having to uh, look this up and search it but while i do this barry talk us through what you think of dc's chip strategy and are you going to be looking at using maybe your triple caps in this week
2: Oh, it's, it's a different using it, like you said, as a, a defensive mechanism. But it's worked At the end of the day. It, it's a, it's a, it's genius. That's so all I can all I can say is it, worked out brilliantly. Because like like Dan said, if he didn't use it, and Somerville and Otto did what they did, it'd have been good. So it's it's fantastic. It's different differential from using a chip. Mm-hmm. Triple captain? No, I'm not going to be using that. Definitely not. And I think uh, there's uh, another du- double game week for City coming up that looks more favourable for Haaland because uh, he's the only one that's going to be a triple captain. I think I'm not gonna going gonna really not to do a differential for Robertson this year.
1: Yeah.
2: Sorry, I think they've got Villa Haaland, hasn't
1: he, in that that second double game week
0: coming up? Yeah. So um, the uh, the the second game week is they have Arsenal. Is it Arsenal and Villa in game week twenty three? Yeah. Um, so again, again already, I, I think I prefer the um, the Arsenal and Villa double game week than I do over Man United and Spurs. And there was a, I had a look at their statistics as well, and to be quite honest, yeah, Villa at home. I think Villa at home just as a game is better than probably both of those fixtures in the double game week. And i'll 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 have a I'll have a quick look at the uh, the, the 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 fixtures moving forward. But I've, I've tripped over myself because my uh, lovely screen collapsed on me. But I what I did want to just mention about the mini league was because I thought it was quite funny. The unlimited transfers happened in game week 17 prior to as we came back from the World Cup. And uh Richard Kurt really earned his um uh manager of the week awards we put that and his great performance with some people really loved it 43 transfers he did during the unlimited transfer period. Jack Tomlinson was worse with 44. Cully, you love a transfer, don't you, Cully? 42 transfers you did during that limited period. Martin, 39. Jeff, 31. Adrian Chippendale, last year's champion, 23. Sandeep, 21. Then we got a a few people further down, 19s, 18s, 17s. I was there. You did 17, Barry. I did 12. Um, and then you go down a bit further, like Scott did six, etc. But it was just funny to watch how a lot of people did a lot of tinkering and how well people have done since. And the majority of people towards the top of this league seem to have done most tinkering, seem to have done done pretty well since. But um, to review the fixture situation that we've got coming up, this is Ben Crellin's planner. Follow him on Twitter if you're as much of an FPL geek as I am, because it gives a really, really good overview in probably the simplest way it can do. And I know it doesn't look very simple on here for everybody, probably the simplest way it can do, um, looking at fixtures moving forward and the potentials of of game weeks and double game weeks and and blank game weeks, etc. So Manchester City have the double game week coming up in game week 23. Now there are Potential fixtures that could filter into game week 21, depending on the Carabao Cup results. Brighton, notably, can possibly have a triple game week still in game week 21. Can possibly. They're very likely to have a double. One of these will go in. But yeah, they could play Crystal Palace or Bournemouth. Uh, and it gives a really good idea on here. W- one of the other things I will note is that there's been a lot of rumours going around about uh, the fixture whole game week that was cancelled when the Queen passed away, game week seven, I think it was, and that entire game week being rescheduled into game week 34 or um, uh, or game week 37 or game week 29, which are the blank game weeks and the, and the spaces built up. That's not going to happen because Manchester United against Crystal Palace is one of the games that's rearranged for this week, for the double game week. And that was one of the games that was cancelled. So they aren't doing a full second game week that's going to happen. That's just something that 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 isn't that isn't isn't going to happen. Um, it'd be interesting to see what does happen with these fixtures. You, we've just got to be flexible moving forward because you can all pile in on Man City and Man United assets and go Spurs and, and Palace. But actually, there could be a double game week for, for, for Liverpool coming up. Um, they could have back-to-back games against Chelsea. Um, there could be one, and you could be selling these assets for no reason. Palace could have back-to-back double game weeks. So a lot of people have written off Palace assets for this week. So they've got Chelsea and Man United, but they could have Newcastle and Brighton. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying throw all your money at Palace assets. But if you didn't want to take a punt on an Alise and a Zaha or whatever, they could end up having a double game week. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that. This we just have to be flexible moving forward. The, the things that we do know, while I'm tripping over my rambling. So thank you for everyone uh listening on a, listening on the podcast and bearing with me this second. The blank game weeks are going to be as follows. Game week twenty-five. There will be a blank in game week twenty-five for the teams that play in the Carabao Cup final. There will be blanks in game week twenty-eight, because that is when the um uh, the FA Cup quarterfinals are, and there will be blanks in game week thirty-two, because that's when the FA Cup semi-finals are. So those are the three game weeks where there will be blanks. They will be caught up for dotted around here and there but the game weeks that are set aside for these fixtures to be rescheduled are game weeks 29, 34 and 37. So when we were discussing Haaland's triple captaincies potentially before and using it this week rather than other ones yes he's got the triple he's got the um, the double game week in game week 23 but There's an opportunity, there's a chance here that he might blank in game week 25 if they make the Carabao Cup final. And at that point, then that's uh, a Bournemouth rescheduling. So that's something that could happen. That fixture could drop him. West Ham at home, if they make the quarterfinals of the FA Cup, is another fixture that could be rescheduled. And also Brighton away. Now they face Fulham in game week 34 at home. So there's a chance that there could be a double game week where they play, Fulham and Bournemouth Fulham and West Ham or Fulham and Brighton I'm not saying that we should put so much weight on the triple captaincy that we should wait and this might be a prime opportunity like we had with Salah last year, we played Norwich and Leeds at home back to back and everyone smashed it but I do feel like there are better options moving forward uh, I, I didn't get your thoughts on triple captain this week Dan I don't I don't think already, I know Barry said no, what, what, what are your thoughts this week?
1: I'm half tempted, but I think most people might be looking at triple captaining Rashford or, or Haaland. I think Harry Kane could be in the mix for, for a triple captain. He, he, he loves the big games. Um, so I've got all three of those in assets in my team. Um, and Rashford for me is, is not one that I would be considering.
0: Okay. So, so you wouldn't consider Rashford? at all what's the because because I, I I'm seriously considering it, him as my captain this week so I, I don't what what's your what's your thoughts on, on that one
1: Rashford's a good asset and I think he represents value but he, he's I don't think he's nailed on for me yet I'm actually tossing up between him and Rodrigo from Leeds because they're both classed as midfielders in FPL they're both around the same value they're both scoring at the moment they're both starting so if you're willing to captain Rashford would you also be willing to captain Rodrigo? And if not, why would you be captain Rashford?
0: Well, I think the main reason I'd, I'd captain Rashi over Rodrigo this week is is, is the double game week, uh, for one reason. He's yeah. got City and, and Pass, but also, secondly, his form is... For, since, the, since the break, he's come back, he's got 27 fantasy points, uh, four goal involvements, uh, three goals and one assist, compared to Rodrigo's two goals i guess we've gone
1: from triple captain there which was we were initially talking about with kane and yeah, harland I love it. Just regular captain or regular game week but yeah. uh yeah no yeah. I, I i think for me it's it's going to be harland over, over um rashford um for captain i reckon and uh, i'd probably pick kane over rashford as well this week
0: so kane um Kane for me I still don't quite we'll, we'll, we'll get into the to the to the four teams now that we we need to to cover to about who have got um double game weeks Kane for me still I can't believe he's not in more teams I I he's been unbelievable this year I think in in terms of points for the whole season let me just let me just do this now and I'll I'll put it on for for youtube watchers in points for the whole season he's only 17 points behind Haaland. And Haaland's this undroppable myth that you can't like. I'm not saying he's droppable because you know you need to have him, but I also think you need to have Kane and you need to have Trippier. Like those three players for me are a no-brainers. You've got a player from the talisman from from the top two teams, and then Trippier has just been unbelievable as well at, at six million in terms of value, still ridiculously good price. Yeah, I don't understand how Kane goes under the radar that that much. Um looking at looking at Spurs, we'll we'll cover them quite quickly because I think I think it's quite an easy conversation personally and I'll, I'll give my opinion on it on it on it first. Um Kane's the only option for me. I'm definitely not ripping up my team to try to fit any other Spurs assets into my team this 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 week or, or beyond. I don't trust their defense. Um Son's been too intermittent. is just coming back from an injury but he he's the only other asset that I would consider if he was fit. Any further advance on Spurs from from from
2: you guys in terms of of, of thoughts on these guys? I've just got uh, Kane and Koleske anyway, so I'm sticking with them too. If I if I wanted to have a wild shot, I'd probably say Brian Gill. He, he, he passes the eye test, as Scott says.
1: Mm-hmm. So, and he's cheap. I, he, I wouldn't cheap. I wouldn't have anybody other than than Kane at the moment. Can't see them really keeping clean sheets or or banging four or five across. Arsenal and City. Um, Hugo Lloris doesn't look like the force he once was. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, there's only one Spurs player I could really have on my team this week, and that's Harry Kane.
0: Yeah. I, don't, I, I agree. So uh, we'll move on swiftly from Spurs. Uh let let's do the let's do the Manchester City discussion, shall we? Because I've seen a, a lot of conversation on uh, the fantasy Premier League community. Uh, and it, it, on Twitter and, and across content creators this this week, and a lot of people are saying. Um, I, I saw one 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 piece that was uh, by FPL mate, who's one of the most followed guys on uh, YouTube, and he said keep Foden, sell Cancelo, and I, I and I and, and I just I don't I, I don't I don't really get it. Personally, I know Cancelo hasn't played that much since the World Cup, and obviously with City's new formation, he's which they seem to be playing at the moment. Rico Lewis seems to be favoured over him. But um I don't understand why you'd keep Foden but sell Cancelo. I mean, if you if you're in the mindset to sell them, I'd sell both of them. But I for, for me, I'm gonna hold Cancelo for the double game weeks because I think they're playing a couple of top teams here, and I think Pep has got. The ability to to lean back on those guys, but I, I do think that it's De Bruyne, Harland, and probably Stones are the best options and most reliable. Or or a Kanji like you've got, Dan. Um, Barra, come to you first on City assets. Are you are you in the camp of of, of gambling on Pep Roulette for midfield,
2: or what? What? Or what's uh, it? it is it is it is a roulette, isn't it? So to be honest, if I, if I had to gamble on one player, Mara's scored an absolute world of a free kick in, in FA Cup. He's looked looked uh, like he has been playing when he used to play for Leicester and a couple of seasons back for City. Um, he's not heavily owned either, so he could be a differential for someone. Um, I'm not obviously getting him um, because I'm just sticking with my two Man City assets I've got is Cancelo and Haaland because I'm doing a double transfer n- next week. Um, But... Harland and, yeah, Stones and um, Aki's been playing as well, as so he could be an option. Um, but defensively, they still look a bit ropey in my eyes as a city. It,
0: obviously- uh, so it seems like he's favoured um, wingers either side of, of um, Haaland, Amarez and Grealish at the moment, and they're the ones who have con- uh, contributed two assists for Mares, three for Grealish, one goal for Mares, none for, for Grealish. Um, but Mahrez has played the most minutes out of any of those people surrounding him. You're not afraid of not having De Bruyne this week? I know he's got no returns since the the, the World Cup and, and coming back. But in terms of inspect, expected goal involvement, he's at 2.8. You know, he's had no goal involvement. So, his statistics are saying that he's right up there. terms so the key passes, he's top. Big chances created, he's top. Do you think it's coming or are you a bit...
2: Yeah, to be honest, is that's why I'm looking at two transfers next week. Okay because I ain't got enough money to game straight out so I'll be transferring striker and transferring a midfielder so I can get KDB in.
1: Your thoughts okay, on I, City? I've got, yeah. yeah, I've got KDB. I mean I'm I'm tripled up on City assets and and Pep will rotate. Adam, there's no such thing as a two game guaranteed City asset. and that's something you have to accept with City, you know, but everyone will play. So perhaps, you know, someone like Nathan Aké could be a differential here because he will get one game at center back. Um, you know, I have a Kanji because, and I got rid of Cancelo to bring him in because Cancelo blanked. He was then on the bench, and he then got that red card, and he didn't have a great World Cup. Whereas Kanji, if you look at him in the last ten Premier League games of football, he's been on the pitch ninety-three percent of the time. The city eight hundred thirty-six minutes out of nine hundred he's played. So that's why I've got a Kanji.
0: Yeah, I think you I think you're right and in terms of the way they're playing the system. I think it's Stones, Akanji, and Aki seem to be the three players that he's he's going with. It just goes to show, goes to show good of a coach Peppers because he's he can go without Diaz and Laporte, who probably quite probably are the best centre backs and uh, and he plays a different system and it all works really well, but there's no space at the moment for uh, Walker and Cancelo. Rico Lewis needs to be pointed out. Three point nine million. Uh, he's like 0.5% owned. Um, with Patterson being injured, for an example, if you if you can't afford to do any sort of big surgery to your team, why not take a punt on 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 him? But if if I'm if I'm honest, I, it, City's defense isn't something that that I I'd, I'd, I'd touch on either. I mean, in terms of goals conceded since the since the World Cup. So since they've come back, they've conceded two goals and they've only kept one clean sheet, whereas you can get on the Man United and Newcastle defences who haven't conceded anything. Now, actually, the the one thing I I would say uh, on top of that is if you are a big stats person, is City have the best expected goals conceded number in the league. But yeah, I mean... You know XGC versus actual GC. I mean, goals conceded is is actually what matters. Yeah, to wrap up the city chat. Quite simply, for me, Haaland, obvious essential. Move on from that very quickly. Um, you know, De Bruyne is an asset where the points are coming. Um, I I feel like, but if you wanted to take any punts on on wingers, I think it's Mares and Grealish is six point eight. And if you if you want to go for a punt on that, then fine. But yeah, Mara's would be my main main person in there. I like the Stones and and uh, and, and a Akanji, shouts or Rake. Uh Manchester United, your favorite uh, favorite team to talk about, Dan. I'm sure because they are mine. Uh, as, asset wise, um, I mean, we've we've won like eleven out of our last twelve games. We're, we're, this this whole thing about we've had three fixtures when we've come back, and all they've done is. Uh, win a cup game and beat Charlton. And, yeah, but it's not just the five games we've had since the World Cup. It's everything before it. And it's def- definitely looking better. Uh, I don't have Luke Shaw at this very moment in time. That was a mistake. I brought in Kukureya instead of Luke Shaw. Should listen to you, Dan. Uh, um, that was a bad, bad move.
1: <laughs> I'm happy with my United assets in, in Shaw and Rashford. They'll both play this week. I'm not looking at bringing in a third. I I've, I've got my balance. I've, i i think two is as many United players as I could have in my, quite frankly with a click on.
0: <laughs> I was gonna so, say I, you can't I, stomach anymore, can you, surely? <laughs> I'm sticking,
1: yeah. I, I think maybe there'll be some rotation, but I think I think you know I think you're getting to know what the strongest United team is now. Yeah. I think I think you I think you know, you could probably pick that team right up most weeks. It doesn't get rotated in quite the same way. Um, I, th- I think they're going to be doing quite well by the end of the season.
0: Yeah, for me, uh, the, the the value in in Rashford is is still great. The value in Shaw is still great. Um, I've had I've seen a lot of people put Wamba in because Dallow went off injured in the cup. I don't I don't know if that that's uh, I mean, Ten Hag definitely favors Dallo, so I wouldn't be punting on Wamba Sakar at four point three. And I've got David de Gea. If you were if you were looking for someone cheap, I mean Casemiro, the numbers are decent. The person that's The person that's really the the classic fantasy asset of he's too expensive, so we can't go for him. But actually, in terms of expected goal involvement, he's top, Is Bruno Fernandes. Um,
2: Uh, We don't talk about Bruno. (laughs) Too expensive.
0: (laughs) Unfortunately, it's the case, isn't it? When you've got such value in these other players, if he was seven and a half million, he'd be like, oh, I'd be thinking about him. But he can't at 9.8. Yeah, you,
1: can't, you can't get there from what Rashford's valued at compared to what Bruno's valued at. You just, I just can't get there.
2: Nah, no chance. Like, yeah, he's, if, he's, if he's, anything, he's, if I wanted a, a wild punt, you'd, I'd probably pick Anthony.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's goalless, <laughs> champs class. You know what he's going to do: cut in and bang, um,
2: and do a, do a little fancy spin as well.
0: Of course, a little a little twirl. Um, <laughs> Marshall six point six. Now this is somebody that we've. I mean, I know we're signing Baghurst. It seems uh, if that gets done, <laughs> but he won't be done in time for for um, uh, for these this double game week. So Marshall looks like he's going to play through the middle. Your thoughts on Marshall? One goal in one goal in three games so far since he's come back. Um, so no, from me personally as a United fan. But your thoughts on Marshall as a as a potential third option for the Man United up front?
2: Not 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 dangerous enough for me. I think Rashford does all the damage, and I think Martial
1: doesn't really do enough for me. I don't think he's going to bring him in. I don't think he's going to really play. He's going to really start. You just don't. He's he's got a pretty settled team. I don't think he'll rock the boat and bring him in.
0: Yeah. So I, I think what we're looking at here is is um, uh, Rashford and Shaw. And I've got David de Gea, so I'll be holding on to him. My <laughs> my, my 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 difficulty is I've got David de Gea. We've got. City and Palace are bringing Shaw in. I know Shaw, you do it for his attacking assets as well. I'm just not comfortable with doubling up on United's defense. I, it makes me feel. I know they've kept no, they've kept three clean sheets in a row, but that is where the fixtures are really in our favor. Um, I probably not end quite up. they bringing...
2: comfortable though. They're not comfortable at back.
0: Yeah, I know. I'll probably end up bringing the Shaw in as saves. well.
2: The, the benefit of it, the game makes saves. You get obviously bonus points for saves. He's been there, and there about for bonus points as well. Shaw's attacking returns is good, so I'm, I'm, I'm going double Manu because I've got, I've got the same two, I've got basically the same assets as you, Alex for Manu anyway. Yeah. So
0: yeah. I think it's going to end up being that way, isn't it? Uh, probably gonna to have to double up at the back, but uh, we'll move, we'll move swiftly on. I think that covers off all of that. To, uh, to Crystal Palace, who might have uh, a double double. Um, I know they're both they're, all those fixtures are hard because there'll be four teams in the top half of the league. And I think three of those teams would be in the oh, Yeah, all the teams in the top half of the league. Um Elise, he's got two goal involvements, which are both assists in in three games. Um IU's got fourteen points as well, with uh with one with one goal, and obviously the bonus points, Eze with one goal as well. I've seen a lot of People throwing throwing around a potential Vazaha, and I uh, just don't buy it whatsoever. Um, I don't, I don't get it. I think actually, in terms of the best asset and the best value for me is Elisa at five point four, and then maybe Eze at five point six. Quick, quickly on Palace, lads, I don't think many, many people will be looking at bringing them in. And any any thoughts on on Palace assets?
2: Another another wild shout! Um, Goata makes make saves. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I, I'd go with that as well. He's the only Palace asset I'd look to bring in is is Guiata. Um But then, you know, I'm not kicking Ramsdale or Pope for him, but I think Vieira's doing a great job. Um, I'm still not bringing Palace assets in because who am I going to kick? You know, this, they've got some great players, but there's better value propositions out there, I think. Yeah,
2: they're not consistent points providers. They they lost 3 0 to Fulham, beat Bournemouth
0: 2 0, and then lost 4 0 to Spurs. They're just a weird team, pal. They're su- they're such a twelfth place team, aren't they? They <laughs>
1: look like they should be lower than twelfth, but somehow they're not.
0: Yeah. Well it's
1: just it's, it the, right yeah.
0: it's the big it's the big pile of nonsense beneath them. I mean, look at the table here. There's you know, three points separating nineteenth and thirteenth. It's and uh, any of these can, can go down, really. It's it's pretty it, it it's pretty mad how many there are. We can all go down at this point. Um, but anyway, we'll get to we'll get to that in a bit, won't we? Let's uh I'll quickly touch on the future chip strategy because after Dan's made me feel very silly for using my chip strategy the way I'm gonna use it. Um I, I just wanted to touch base on what I think would be a a, a rough guideline and basis for for people to look at. So game week twenty five, with only having there'll be four teams that blank. I would suggest you just try and navigate that best you can do. Uh, we're fortunate in the sense that Arsenal aren't still in the cup, but we are potentially going to have a City get through tonight. United, City, and Newcastle all in the semi-finals, and then the other games like I think it's like Forest against Wolves or something's the other quarter final. So realistically, we're probably going to have two of City, United or Newcastle in the final in game week 25. And if that is the case, then let's just say City get there. They're playing Bournemouth. That's not to worry about. Man United are playing Brentford. Again, not really much to worry about. Newcastle are playing Brighton. I mean, potentially might have a couple of Brighton assets as well. But we're probably going to have four to six players blanking in game week 25. So all I'm saying is pay attention to who makes the 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 finals. So semi-final leg one is after game week 25, 21, sorry, game week 21. And so is leg two. So we will have game weeks 22, 23, and 24 and 25. So we'll have four free transfers to be able to navigate that. Now, what we will find then is there will be other blanks in game. So don't no need to use chips, just, Use your common sense of who, you, who you bring in. Game week twenty eight is the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. Again, I think City play Arsenal, don't they, in the next round of the FA Cup? So we're going to see one of those teams be in there as well in terms of assets, which is nice. But game week twenty eight is the most unpredictable game week because, well, let's be let's be honest we, we just we just don't really know who's going to play and and who's going to be in it and, and who's not. So it is round five is after game week 25. So we'll know who's playing in game week 28 before the game week 26 deadline. So we'll only have three free transfers before then to help navigate that. Maybe a free hit territory. And then after that point, game week 29 will be a double and game week 32 will be the last uh, blank game week, which will have... Uh, four teams blanking in it. Four teams blanking in it. Potentially more than that, weren't they? Because it might have eight teams blanking in it. Because it'll be the semifinals of the FA Cup. So, but we've got plenty of time to worry about that later. I feel like free hit 28 is the, the 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 fall if you need to. Because you might have, again, to be a bit defensive. You might not have many teams playing in that. Might not have many players or assets playing in that. For someone like you, Dan, who um, doesn't have their free hit left, Potentially, if you are screwed with players, that might be the, the perfect second wild card time.
1: Yeah, and I think that's why I was more confident in playing my free hit chip earlier and, and for the first time. I don't think you could use such a defensive strategy with your chips if you didn't have an additional wild card and you didn't have what was effectively a third additional wild card during the yeah, World Cup. Yeah, yeah So yeah. it gives you that luxury to be a little bit more uh, experimental with your chips if you want to be. Cause, <clears throat> Card to play. I've still had a load of transfers over the World Cup. So we'll see. It'll, it'll no doubt come back to bite me on the ass, but never mind.
0: <laughs> no, I think it's an incredibly valid point. We basically had an extra wild card thrown in this year to be able to sort the squads out. Um, so blowing the chips a little bit early was fine. Um, but yeah, game week 28, free hit. 29 as a wild card probably again will be optimal strategy to maximize the double game weeks of 29, the blank of 32, which we'll know who's going to blank in 32 after game week 28. So after game week 28, we'll know who's going to double in 29, pretty much. We'll know who's going to blank in 32. And we'll have a really good idea, roughly, about what fixtures are going to fit into, into game week 34. So for me, it's going to be a rough guide, free at 28, wildcard 29, triple captain, maybe 34, if that works out nicely for Haaland. Um, or I might use it elsewhere. And then a bench boost. Kind of as of when you want to use it when your bench is great. But it'll probably end up being either... 34, if it's not a triple captain, or, or maybe even 37 later on. But rough guides, rough guides. That's enough about talking about stuff that we don't know anything about. <laughs> Let's move on to uh, FPL questions. Um, so I had one question. The first question came in was uh, talking about options of single game week players. So if we have a look at the fixtures... Are we overlooking players, basically, the single game week? So I had a look at the fixtures all the way up until that game week, 27, because those are the fixtures we're going we're to have a look at. And what I wanted to do was to include and exclude fixtures. You can do this in a fantasy football hub. So I wanted to take out, because these really get heavily made biased by double game weeks, 23 and 20. And you can see here that at the top, you've got Brentford. Now, Brentford have got Bournemouth at home this this coming week. Then Leeds away, Southampton at home. They've got Arsenal. Then Palace. So they've got four really quite favourable fixtures in the next five for the face United, Fulham, uh, and Everton. After that, so they've got a really good run. The only option I'd would consider from Brentford though is Ivan Tony, uh, and we still have to wait and see if he's going to be allowed to play or not. I don't know when the verdicts going to be on any of that stuff. Um, but 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 Brentford asset Brentford assets, lads. And any any additional ones on there that you'd you'd consider.
1: Uh, I think for me, so what, Raya, it's got
0: Raya. option. and Wisa so um, so as a keeping option, yeah. Um, I think Ray is interesting because in terms of the goals that they concede, um, they've conceded three goals with an expected goals conceded of four point seven, and then so he's he's, he's outperforming his stats um, since the since the World Cup. They should have conceded more, and he's obviously making making the saves. Um, and as well off the back of that. has got two bonus points and 15 points since the return. Tony, obviously, 17 points in one game less. He's by far the best asset,
2: obviously. But, Visa, uh, uh, Baz, talk to me. 5.3 mil, midfielder. Well, if, t- if Tony gets suspended, he's technically still in- injured at the moment. He's 50-50 chance of playing. We've stepped up to the plate and looked a player. Um, I've always lied to him anyway. He was linked with Swansea quite a couple of seasons back, and I thought, yeah, he'd be a good player for us, but never never came came about um also mbembo as well looks it looks a good player but 5.8 for a forward is he's not gonna probably gonna get a lot so for me i'd go for a wiser if i had to pick one of them um the
0: other team that's Features quite quite well on on this list. I mean, Everton and Leeds assets. You've got a couple of Leeds assets Dan. Um, but I think generally speaking, the Leeds assets are, are get on the get on the cheap ones. I mean, maybe a Rodrigo's the only other one other than you know your Nonto's and Somerville's. You know, I'll, I'll stick on that for for a sec, Dan, because obviously you, you have an opinion on Leeds being a season ticket holder. Um, any any other assets from from a Leeds perspective that you would consider as looking at?
1: I'd say avoid the defensive ones. Put it that way. Um, <laughs> I, ask, I think Leeds, Leeds can provide a couple of cheap options. I've got them both, Somerville and Nonto in players that will offer a threat, an assist, a goal, something like that, that do play that are cheap as chips and they're good because then it's not like they're a cheap asset at somewhere like Arsenal or Newcastle when you want you know, three really good assets that you want to put some money into. You can get a couple of cheap assets that are absolutely fine. It doesn't matter whether they sit on their bench, doesn't matter if you have to bring them in a week and drop them again. Um, so that that's what leads us me. I, I don't like to have too many leads assets because if you have leads assets in your team and you're a fan of that team and they play, when we win, which is a rarity, it's it's great, it's fabulous. But when we lose, which we inevitably Tend to at the moment, and you've got Leeds assets. God, it's like the world's collapsed. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: so, yeah. 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 That's how I felt about United last season. Um, <laughs> I didn't touch it with a barge ball. Uh, no, so I completely I, I agree with that. And then at Everton, I wouldn't be touching at all. The other team uh, that's uh, on.
2: Well, 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 we, we, we're dismissing them quite quite heavily. The only one player I would have is probably Mari Gray. He reminds me of a bit of a Rashford. When, he, when, he, when he's at he ain't got confidence. He looks shocking, but when he's got confidence, he looks a player. Um,
0: I'll, I'll I'll give you that because I watched Everton play United, and he at the post, and you can know when you watch a player, he does. He was walking around like, you know, like like someone had just pumped him up. That's you know. Yeah, you could you could tell he did look confident. I still wouldn't touch him, but and yeah, yeah. and, and 5.3, I, 0.7
2: owned. So
0: I I I I, uh, I appreciate you sticking up. think everyone me.
2: else is non-touching as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> the other the other team to point out are Brighton. Now I wouldn't be investing in them this week. But I thought it would be good to bring them up anyway. So it was it was Brentford with a with a team. But I want to touch on Brighton because they seem to be doing really quite well. They've got Liverpool at home this week, which actually is quite an easy fixture these days, isn't it, Cully? So um, and then you've got Le- Leicester away, Bournemouth at home, Palace away, Fulham at home, Newcastle away is obviously tough, West Ham and Leeds. So that Brighton have got a fantastic run of, of fixtures coming up, and it was it's just worth. And they might have a double game week. Next week as well, um, maybe even maybe even a triple. And the the teams being thrown in there are Palace and Bournemouth, so their fixtures are only going to be even better. They well they're scoring goals for another one, so well, last, pitch as well. yeah exactly. So last time I was looking at them and I was thinking, well I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be investing in Brighton's attack. I want to be investing in Brighton's defense. And what Deserby's done is he's completely flipped that on its head. They've scored nine goals in three games. They've been the top scorers since the World Cup and they've actually conceded six goals. So they've conceded six and their expected goals conceded was 5.8. So they're actually doing worse than that. And their XG is 5.19 and their actual goal scored is nine. So they're outperforming that quite significantly. Um, Brighton assets, we've got in terms of points scored uh, since the Eastern World Cup, we've got uh, Solly March at the top of 25. Matoma, 4.9 million, 17 points. Ferguson a forward at 5.4.5 17 points boys I'm going to start with you Daniel right
1: (laughs) your best name okay so I think the one player I might consider you're not going to see at the top of the uh, point scored since the World Cup which is McAllister okay um I think it's an interesting one 5.4 million really low ownership Surely his star's rising after those sort of World Cup performances. Um, Only 2.9% owned. Um, I'm not, I don't know, it's been a lot of people on the, you know, the Trossard bandwagon and and, and things like that. Um, I'm not enormously inclined to bring Brighton assets in because I've got to get rid of somebody that I want more. And at the moment, I've got De Bruyne Martinelli, Almiron and Rashford and a cheapie in Somerville. Mm-hmm. So who are, who the thing is? There's nothing wrong with any of these Brighton assets. A lot of good suggestions there, but it 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 sometimes comes down to who do you want more. I agree. It's like, the fifth mid. I don't, it, I don't want Brighton assets more than the ones I've got. It's the fifth
0: midfielder, third striker option that I think they're great for. Like Matoma at 4.9 as your fifth midfielder potentially, Ferguson at 4.5 as your third striker potentially. Yeah, I, I agree with you. The, the, these guys aren't going to be brought in to be I'm not spending 6.8 on Trossard that's not what I'm, I'm not, not doing
1: I guess the parallel is a little bit like my lead bias and saying bring in Rodrigo and everyone's scratching their head going why the hell would you do that well it's just you know it's that sort of similar thing you bring a player in because you either have a fondness for him or you see some in him because you're watching week in week out or you're looking for that that fifth player for the bench or or something so yeah for me I like Brighton I like the way they're playing it's it's great football they're kind of exciting to watch but I'm not planning on bringing assets in at this stage.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't this week anyway. I'm thinking more next week if the doubles kick in. But I, I think they're just a good team to get your take on as well, Barry.
2: Um, similar to yours, Alex. Uh, the two, the, probably the two players are Matoma and Ferguson. Well, next next week I'll be doing my transfers: Ferguson in and De Bruyne are in. Yeah, Mitrovic and uh, probably Pereira out. Easy as that. Nice. Uh, not Pereira, Kudelski. Um, yeah. so. You're probably Sanchez, maybe, but obviously they look a bit leaky at the back. Yeah,
0: um, that's probably about it, really. Yeah, I'd agree um, with that. I think it's the right thing to do. Um, a question we had coming, uh, one of the Instagram ones we had coming was: should we have a sacrificial third substitute or have a full playing bench? Um and I think we've kind of answered that, really, in this sort of section, in the sense that Dan, you know, you've got non-tone Somerville. Players that could get rotated, but also could start a lot, but are quite, but are lively. They could deliver points. You know, Pereira's, Ferguson's, Matomas. We've got Ganachos at United, uh, Rico Lewis at City. Um, you know, the, these, the, There's. I think there's enough cheap options out there to have a third bench player that does play anyway. Um yeah. But should you sacrifice the third? I don't. I think the answer to that question is you don't need to, because we've got enough options. That that's what that's what I'd say. But yeah, yeah. I think um, I have just touched on that and said um, that you know Lewis and Garnacho are options. I wouldn't have either of them as my third sub because it takes up a City or a United slot. I'd be looking at having you know your Ferguson, your Matoma. Your Nanto, your Pereira. Somerville, your Pereira, yeah, and 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 uh, maybe even a Bueno, someone at Wolves at three point nine. If you want to go super cheap, um, but we've got Ward at four point one still as a keeper. There's enough cheap options this year to be able to make other people be able to put enough money into their teams. So, no, I don't think you should sacrifice the third position with anybody that's not going to play when you can put someone in that that is going to play that's really cheap anyway. Um, couple of quick fires. On uh, FPL before we move on to captaincy deadlines and then on to a few quick fire football questions that we've had thrown at us that uh, thrown at us this week for that would be great to put to you guys. Um, thoughts on the free hit this week? Thirty seconds, Barry. Yeah,
2: it's an option if you haven't got. Yeah, why not?
1: Dan free hit. Uh, yeah, if you want to give me another one, that would be lovely. Um, like I said, <laughs> I use my free hits in a in, um, in a bit bit more of a, a wacky way. Um, but yeah, like I say, I minimise the downside. If you've got problems with your team, consider it. If you've got problems with your team, you don't want to move out assets. You want to hang on to them. You want to keep that money that you, you know, accumulated over a number of weeks from having Martinelli from the start, for example, or whatever. You don't want to start doing too much surgery. Yeah, use your free hits.
0: Can um, and I'd, I'd also um, suggest the same thing, the same question to you. Um, sort of pro- pose the same question to you about bench boost. So, like f- for me, I look at my bench this week, and I, I wouldn't. So, from an attacking perspective, but let's say, for example, you don't have enough double game week players in that in your squad. Would you be using this as a as a week at, from a defensive perspective to use a bench boost potentially?
1: No, no, no. Um, the bench boost when I use it was because. I was, I was expecting, if, if you have enough players with single game weeks and you can put out a regular team, fine, go for it. You, you know, There's no guarantee that players with double game weeks are going to do significantly better. Look at Chelsea and Fulham Assets and yeah. <laughs> like that last week. there's no guarantee. So I use it, the reason to use it defensively is when you think you're going to have a poor week because you've got sick players playing each other, taking points off each other. Fine. If you're in that position, use it. If you're not in that position, and you've got two players from different teams, none of which are, are playing each other, taking points off each other, then then bank it for later. It's going to be more value down the road.
0: Yeah, fine. No, I understand uh, that as well. Uh, Baz, is it worth taking a minus four for a double game week player?
2: Me personally, no, because I'm not. I'm in a situation where I'm quite comfortable in my team. Um, And obviously, you know what my history with minuses are. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not going to do anything drastic. There's no need for me to do it. But if you want to play catch up, then why not?
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I think from my perspective as well, I'd I'd say uh, generally no. Uh, It depends how bad your team is. (laughs) Doesn't it? Let's be honest. Exactly. Yeah. Um, to finish off on this then, so we've got a uh, Friday deadline this week. Pay attention. Friday, 6.30. Remember? Friday do, uh, it, Sunday. And you need to make sure that you do your team and do it before you start putting your tea on on a Friday night and you crack open that beer unless you do dry January then you crack open that Bud Zero. Um, Leeds United are away at Villa, 8 o'clock, live on Sky Sports. Before we get onto the early kickoff. Which is why Scott Williams will not be using his triple captain this week on Haaland or Rashford because they play in the early kickoff. I know they've got another game, but he definitely won't be able to bring himself to cap triple captain someone in the early kickoff.
2: He'll captain Kane, won't
0: he? <laughs> yeah. You know what? He probably will, and he'd probably be right. Uh, and then we've got uh, a suite of games Saturday, Sunday, and then we've got the um, the Wednesday fixture, Palace United, and Thursday next week, City against Spurs as part of the double game week options. Uh, captaincy chat. Lads, we have weve we've touched on it already with 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 triple captains, so it's Harland kane or rashford from us so your answer Dan where are you going to go stick in Harland Erling for dan Barry ha ha harland ha ha Harland so this is where you know I've done really well the last few weeks I've grinded
1: what my way back
0: can. I've grinded my way back up. And the reason I am where I am is because I didn't captain Haaland uh, when I should have done, and it's cost me like 70 points. Um, but I also don't care because I'm not going to win the mini leagues, and I ain't captaining a player that plays against my team. So I will be going for Rashford this week. Come on, Rashi boy. It'll
1: be a good talking point next week, no doubt.
0: Yeah, when when Harlan gets another I'm twenty, when he get another twenty three point haul against Man United? You know what, not, happened this,
1: what happened last time at uh, Old Trafford?
0: 20, 23 about. points he got us against the Etihad earlier this season. Twenty three points, and I, and I just I can't. That yeah, you know what's going to happen next week, Dan? I'm I'm going to be replaced by Scott next week if Harlan gets twenty three points. <laughs> they won't allow me back on. They won't even publish my videos anymore on YouTube. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I I think um, I think generally Harlan's the safe option. I think I think Rashford's also a very good option. He's in fantastic form. Um, I think it's between them two personally. I like the wild card that's been thrown in there by yourself of Harold um, Harold Kane. That's the fantasy chat done. We've now got some quick fire questions that have come in from you guys, all about actual football. So if you're done with the FPL chat, you can switch off now. Because we've got another few minutes to talk about football. Quick fire questions, lads. Top four predictions. Dan, go. Uh, in order.
1: Okay. Top four predictions. I think it is actually going to be as it is now in the same order.
0: He's got Arsenal to win the league.
1: Oh, it's yeah. exciting! Arsenal, City, Newcastle, then United in that order. Barry. Man City,
2: Arsenal, Man United, Newcastle, Liverpool. Fit. Uh,
0: my my prediction was the same as 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 Baz's, um, but that's uh I'm trying to try not to be too too um uh, too biased. Uh, relegation. Barry, you first.
2: Wow, <laughs> ah, ah, this is not minutes from. um <laughs> I think if they keep Moyes and Lampard, I'd say West Ham and Everton and Southampton because I think Nathan Jones isn't good enough. Dan?
1: Oh, that's that's interesting, Baz. Because I I think Everton and West Ham have got the quality in their team to to pull them through this one. It's got Damari Gray, Baz? Oh, they have well, Lampard doing his best to take him down. Um, so I I think Southampton look like they're really struggling even after a manager change. Wolves, not convinced yet, not at all. And so I can see West Ham and Everton pulling pulling through it because well, Everton will because they're Everton, aren't they? I could see Bournemouth coming undone. And there's always there's always that one team that looks fine now that gets really dragged into it. Um, I'm, am I'm that Leeds? I'm hoping it's not Leeds, but finished <laughs> <laughs> seventeenth this year. So you know, I could see that happening. So, um, so a uh, bottom three down to confirm. Bottom three: Southampton, Wolves, and Bournemouth. Yeah,
0: I went Southampton, Bournemouth, and I really couldn't decide on the next one, so I went for Forest. But I genuinely think it could be anything. I think Bournemouth and Southampton will go down though. Like I know there's a lot to choose from, but I think those two teams will 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 go. Brighton, Brentford and Fulham, top half to stay or are they going to drop off, Dan? 30 seconds over to you.
1: Okay, uh, Brentford for me, definitely a top half side. Um, Harmony throughout the club, they're well run, brilliant transfer policy. They've got like a proper togetherness. They believe in Thomas Frank. They're playing great football. I don't see them dropping off. The one caveat to that is Tony. Because yeah. if he's facing yeah. a potentially very long layoff, then that's going to be a problem for them because they're going to really miss them. Uh, Brighton, drop-off stay? Brighton, Fulham. No, I, I don't think they'll drop off far. I think, I think they'll be there or thereabouts mid-table.
0: Great stuff. Nice. I like that.
1: Uh, we'll go
0: for Bale. Retiring too young, what is his legacy? Barry, I will give you a full minute on Gareth Bale. <laughs> it's a bit harsh, is
2: do, do, do you want a minute and 15? Do you want a little bit longer? Uh, no, Jimmy will be fine. Um, All right, here he is. Uh, to be honest, I think he, he's he retired at the right, right time. Um, he was keeping himself wrapped up in cotton wool as long as possible so he can get to the World Cup. He's seen out that. He's done brilliant. He's got over 100 caps for Wales, obviously leading top goalscorer. Um I'm 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 quite happy if he comes as as, as a coach as well. To obviously because he did a lot for the young players coming through, and I think uh, Brennan Johnson's game will improve massively if Bale uh, tutors him. And I, I can't wait to see him in the PGA Tour. So. <laughs> did he? Did he? Did, quick
0: quick one on this, just to finish off for the last twenty seconds. But did did do you think he got to the World Cup and realized I can't hack it at the top level anymore?
2: Correct, yeah. He was a bit of a passenger for us, to be honest. He was like a luxury player, like a Laurent Robert, because I like shouting out wild players like I did. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Bruno uh, Pedro Mendes, a couple, a couple <laughs> of <laughs> yeah. years back. Love um, that. Yeah, so, yeah, I think um, he was a bit of a passenger. He's, he's probably going to go on his back garden in Cardiff and, and play three uh, free holes because he's got the same golf courses of certain... Is awesome, I don't
0: know. Well, if he is listening, Gareth, get in touch with me because you know I sell pubs and pubs and uh, hospitality units, and I'll uh, help you find a new one for your golf golf uh, venue that you're doing, mate. Yeah, I mean, just give me a bell. Yeah, numbers and numbers in the description below. Um, DC thirty seconds on everyone's favourite Ronaldo to Saudi thoughts, Gareth.
1: Oh, that's not long. Okay, uh, so he's the what? The latest in a long line of aging sports stars to sell himself out and his legacy for one final payday. It's a political stunt, it's a PR stunt by Saudi. Um, he's proven to be a liability in major teams like Juventus and Manu, where they can't afford his wages. So I didn't think he had many options on where to go basically, um, but 200 million a year tax-free is $550,000 a day. So it will probably make you think twice about retiring. However, what I will say, just finally, in contrast, everyone is saying how amazing Messi is at the moment, like he's so virtuous. But in May, he signed a contract to be an ambassador for Saudi Arabia to help promote the Lord bid. And according to The Athletic, he's getting paid $25 million a year for it. So he's entering the twilight of his career. What next for him? I'll do wonder. But we'd be saying the same thing.
0: He'll be he'll be the next to Qatar, almost one hundred percent in my eyes, and uh, and um, yeah, because it's probably part of the the deal for them to buy PSG and send load of aeroplanes and whatever else they did into all that corruption.
1: It's just sports washing, plain and simple. And he's he's going there because nowhere else will have him on his expected wages. Yeah, no. he should, should have retired. Should have retired. Protect his legacy, what such as it is.
0: Aye. Veghorst right. uh, to United potentially. It's not happened yet. Success or failure, one word. Dan.
2: Fail, desperation, Barry. I like to see it. I like to see it work, but it's going to be a failure. Uh, my opinion. Don't think he'll touch the pitch very
0: often. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. Re- I don't really understand. I, I, it, it's because it's, we just need a player to bolster our squad in case someone gets crocked. It's like the Bravka and Butland, like whatever.
2: They hold up playing, and the wing is running off him. And obviously, if you put crosses in. For
1: headers, I think that's the only aspect. Um, yeah, he's a six foot six lump of pig iron. Welcome to the nineteen nineties with the big man, with him and Rashford up front and loads of crosses flying. In. I'm surprised he went Monday. actually because
2: I'm surprised <laughs> he went because he's a big Liverpool fan as well.
0: I, he's not gone yet, uh, but he probably will end up happening. When it now, one player that has gone, Jao Felix, the yeah. hundred and thirty whatever it was million euro man who's not done anything since. Success or fail, Barry?
2: Success because because. Everyone else has failed at uh, Chelsea this season, so it's been a success.
1: <laughs> I love
2: that. Uh, yeah, DC?
1: Oh, fail.
0: Yeah, fail for me. Half fail.
1: Timo Werner, uh, Romelu Lukaku, Chelsea in disarray. Romelu-Yang. I don't know why anyone thinks that's a platform for Felix to be successful.
0: I feel sorry for Potter right now. I think he's getting absolutely sold, to be honest, Too with much these dead. players. Too much
2: dead word at, at Chelsea, at the moment.
0: But we'll, we'll get on to Potter in a sec because verdicts on new managers. One word success or fail? Dan, your first every time on this. Barry, your second. Wolves, success or fail? Fail. Lopate- fail, Lopetegui. Success. Success for me. Southampton, Dan.
2: Fail.
0: Aaron. Fail. Fail for me. Brighton, Deserbi. Success. 100% success. Success for me. Unai Emery at Villa. Uh,
1: That's going to be a big success, I think.
0: Baz? Same. I think he's the perfect fit. I think perfect success. Uh, Bournemouth? Fail. Baz? Success. And fail for me. And then finally, Potter at Chelsea.
1: Is this a one-word answer?
0: Well, we'll get we'll, – we'll, 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 let, 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 let's – over to you. You've got 30 seconds, Dan. Oh, oh. <laughs> Go on.
1: Oh, well, okay. Uh, how does something – right manager, wrong club. Okay. So, I rate him as a manager. I think he got everything he could out of that Brighton team. As a club, they bought and sold well. They backed him. He's not going to get that luxury at Chelsea. They need instant improvement. They sat shall because they were in fifth place. Now they're a solid mid-table team. So I think it just might be a step too far for, for Potter. I, I think he's better suited to underdog teams like Brighton. In the same way, David Moyes is a step too far at United. Brendan Rodgers and Hodgson, step too far at Liverpool. So I think he's in that sort of a mould. So right manager, wrong club for me. Awesome.
2: Um, I mean, the player injuries haven't helped him a lot, to be honest. Um, Kante's a massive miss for him. James, in and out of injury. Um, you've got Fafana, Chilwell, Loftus-Cheek, Mende, quite big players. And Chelsea have got a lot of dead wood. The players are just earning a living um, there. So if he gets time, he'll be a success. But with the new owner, would he give him time, give him money to spend? Because they've already spent, what, three, got three or four players in already. Mm-hmm. So he needs to hit the ball running or he, I think he'll be out the door by by
0: the end of the season, but I'd like to be in success being an excellent It's that, uh, the the Thomas Tuchel thing, it's like Mourinho at United, it's the, they bought a load of players for quick fixes, because it feels like they know they're not going to be there very long, whereas you see Arteta, and I've been one of his biggest critics, to be honest, but finally he's got rid of all of that, the deadwood, that Pepe, Ozil, Aubameyang, Lacazette front four, with Xhaka being your holding midfielder, like he's finally got rid of all of that deadwood out of the way, and now he's got a young, vibrant team that he's worked with for like three seasons now. Um, Pep, you know, gets to rotate his players and bring them all through. You know, Eddie Howe's been given time. It's what happened to Spurs with Conte. You know, like it, they'll they might do well for a season or or two or build them up, but. They don't build a, a culture in a club for
2: a long term. Plus, plus with Potter as well, he's, he's, he's actually playing young players, academy players, whereas other managers haven't. Yeah. Like that, um, what's his name now? Which one? He looks so much better than Kukurela. Oh, way better. He's so got, he's got, better. Some, he's looks, got he a He looks star. very attacking. He looks good defensively. I was like, he looks decent. He does. And then Hutchinson came on, and and obviously they've got Warner as well now, a young player. So yeah, oh, and and then that Zach- Zachariah as well looks a good holding midfielder as well. He looks really good, um,
0: but yeah. Well, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up there, boys. Thanks so much for uh, for joining us today, Dan. Um, trying not so- to get trying not to get too dizzy at the top of that league.
1: Um, I'll be on my way down soon <laughs> oh, his nose, he's got
2: a nose <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah and thanks again for joining me today Barrett thank you to everyone once again for joining us on the uh, All In Football Fantasy Premier League podcast and show don't forget to like the video if you're on YouTube and subscribe to the channel and also uh, give us a rate on Spotify and whatever else give us five stars because uh, if you've listened this far you definitely think it's worth five stars follow us on the socials All in Football Pod All In Football P on, uh, on Twitter Instagram and TikTok and I'd like to just finish off, the, uh, finish off the podcast by letting you all know that I'm now 29th in the league. I'm back, baby. I'm on my way. <laughs> Let's see Your what I... up, I'm going to... I'm not propping up the table anymore. Let's go. I'm going to make my way back. But yes, thank you ever so much for everyone for joining us and uh, and goodbye for now.